Percy, let's talk about contending with a situation that has no real end to its duration. Yeah, under those circumstances, my friend, the name of the game, I believe, then becomes about adjustment. Mm. You know, what adjustments can one make that's within their control despite not being able to bring that situation to an end or a conclusion? And so I think we need to have a conversation and discussion today about this principle and how it may apply to someone with a cancer journey. Yes, and we'll meet a cancer patient who's dealing with this fact that medically his cancer will seemingly never come to an end. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Pastor Percy McRae, National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope. I'm Wayne Shepherd. If you're a regular listener, you know Percy, Pastor P, and his commitment to helping us all come to grips with uh, the cancer journeys that you may or maybe a loved one is going through. So thanks for listening today. Percy, where are we going? Yeah, we're going to have a very different conversation today. And and what I love about this show, and you usually ask me every four or five months, where do you find these people? How do you get connected <laughs> to these folks? Because there, there's, there's all unique stories. Their yep. stories are unique. They're different. And one of the great benefits of the work that I've done over the last three decades is that I am a bigger, more expanded version of myself because I have been exposed to people from every walk of life and from every corner of the planet. And this certainly is representation of that with regard to the overall thought process and scenario with this particular person who basically has a chronic uh, cancer condition that has no medical end to mm-hmm. it uh, and and how he is managing and processing through that dynamic living day to day. Yeah. We're going to meet our guest here in just a few moments, so stick with us on the podcast Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, We always encourage our listeners to get in touch with us. We like to make this a a two-way street. We like to get feedback. You can send us a comment or a question through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. When you go to the website, just click on Connect and type in that question or comment. Percy, why why do you seek these comments? Let me ask that question. Well, you know, we initially started out, Wayne, by by providing questions and, and, and throwing questions out to stimulate thought and get people's feedback and so on and so forth. Uh, but we live in the day and age, you know, that was, what, six years ago when we started this. We're, we're in a day and age where people have a lot of different thoughts about a, li- a lot of different things that sometimes, you know, we you and I don't think of to ask. And so we want to elicit that thought on that level to really uh, open up this conversation as far and as wide as we possibly can. And we do get very intriguing responses, comments, and sometimes questions that also stimulate thought for new shows, uh, new commentary, new resources that helps with the creative process of having a conversation about cancer. And so that's really fundamentally the reason why we do this. And when someone takes the time to write to us, you read every one of these. I do. I read these and I go through them accordingly and uh, I I look at what can we share on air, how can we react to them, and it really does help with the overall content of the program. No question about it. Well, I'm just looking at a comment that came to us from Sacramento, California. Do you have that one in front of you there? I do. And it reads as follows. Another California uh, uh, response. And it says, longtime listener of this podcast, I'm a mental health therapist And I am so thankful that you have been addressing mental health and wellness in the cancer community. Mm. 
a much needed topic that requires even more discussion in the faith community. Thank you for this platform. There's some affirmation. Yeah. And as you know, Wayne, uh, we we got on quite a roll with uh, several different uh, interviews that were addressing from either patients. Uh, now we have some upcoming shows with uh, uh, some folks that actually work in the field itself, from an oncology perspective about mental health and wellness, and it's just an important topic. It's it's I think it's probably top of line conversation of most. Uh, pop culture topics today uh, in various different formats and forums. And so with that, uh, I appreciate uh, hearing that affirmation as we continue to highlight uh, sometimes a difficult conversation that people don't necessarily want to have a conversation about, but it's important and we'll continue to do so appropriately. Right. Well, I'm anxious for our listeners to hear our guests today, but there's a couple of things I want to cover first. And one is that we have a free resource, our featured resource, Stepping Out of the Shadows of Cancer. Percy, you're the author of these resources. You take into account uh, what you perceive the needs to be and try to meet those through these resources. Yeah, this resource was uh, motivated by the idea that many cancer patients struggle with feeling ashamed about having cancer and that cancer has now overshadowed their life, that they feel defined by it. They feel that people uh, associate with them or don't associate with them because of it. And so this was written with the motivation to encourage and help people to step out of the shadow that cancer tries to project over you. You are not your cancer. Uh, you know, you know, your cancer does not uh, dictate who you are as a person, nor what happens to you in this life or the life to come. And that we want to empower people to uh, hold on to their sense of identification, power and purpose, and not allow the shadow of cancer to dominate who they are and what they are mentally, emotionally or spiritually. And so that was the intent and the motivation behind this resource. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, why don't you jumpstart our conversation with some scripture? Yep, so our spiritual nugget for today is John, the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse number four. And I just took a snippet just very quickly because I only want to highlight this particular statement, and it is this. This sickness is not unto death. This sickness, this type of cancer, this particular diagnosis is not unto death. And it really is going to correlate with the fact that we're going to talk to someone today who, though he has a chronic uh, cancer condition, it is not necessarily going to be the reason why he is going to die, but it is incurable. And so how does one process living with something that's incurable, but not necessarily deadly? And so that's the scripture today. This sickness is not unto death. Thank you for that. All right, one more thing before Percy brings our guest online with us here today. If you've ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions with City of Hope for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions and more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. And to access it, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center on any Amazon device. And you can access the tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. I hope you'll do that today. Well, hey, 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 it's me, Pastor P, and I am back again with another compelling conversation. And today uh, I bring to the microphone Mr. Ed Easton. Uh, He's uh, here today to talk about uh, being a cancer patient, and that's what we talk about on the show. He has chronic myeloid leukemia, 
originally diagnosed in 2015. Uh, he currently receives uh, oral chemotherapy every day uh, and pain management as required. Uh, he has also uh, utilized some holistic methods as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, he is uh, fighting and he is working through uh, the daily battle of having cancer. Welcome to uh, Health, Hope and Inspiration. Ed, how you doing, my friend? What's up, P? <laughs> um, today is good. Today is a good day. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I appreciate you saying that because I talk often on this platform about the fact that uh, whether with or without cancer, but certainly being a cancer patient, every day can't be a good day. Every day is not a great day because we all have ups and downs. And so I appreciate you saying today is a good day. And that's what we want to talk about. And so mm -hmm. uh, with that, first question that I want to ask you is, do you remember where you were on the day that you were told that you had cancer and, uh, and how did you feel when you heard those words? Yes, sir. I certainly do. Um, after years of going to my regular physician, my primary care, um, and him telling me that, you know, um, they're, 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 I don't know, I can't really find anything wrong with you. And I knew there was something wrong. Mm -hmm. I went to urgent care and the immediate thing that they said to me within maybe 20 minutes of me being seen was you need to get yourself to the hospital. Now you got cancer. Okay. And to me, that was like, all right, nobody drops a C word lightly. Right. You know, um, so, and I had to drive myself there and then I had to drive myself home, you know, from the urgent care center, you know, and just that feeling of being alone and what's going to happen and can I drive this car? That was rough. And so you get that news, you know, and, and, you know, I think I shared with you before, I'm also a cancer survivor and, and good news. I just recently got my, my annual report and uh, all of my scans and my tests are clear. So for those that will be wondering how I'm doing, I'm doing great. And I thank God for that. I'm uh, four years out now, but I remember that day. I remember the day when I heard those words, when the doc said to me, you know, listen, man, you need to go see an oncologist as soon as possible. You know, uh, not sure what's going on, but it doesn't look good. And, and when that was confirmed, you're right. That's a tough day for anyone to have to have that wash yeah. over them. It's panic. It's frustration. It's just like being like fear yeah. all, all over the place. So as as you process through hearing that and working through that and, and all that you just described, um, you had to obviously then have a conversation with, with your bride, uh, who is your caregiver. How, how did that conversation go and how difficult was that to share that information with her, with, with your wife? For me, it wasn't that difficult because, um, when I was diagnosed, I was in a very long-term relationship of 20 years. Okay. And that fell apart. My wife currently, you know, after it took me a couple of years to figure out, okay, like I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this, you know, and all that. And I was able to get out dating again and yeah. I met somebody and she is like, she knew about it immediately. Like I told her, I've always been very upfront with anybody trying to actually go out and date, 
again. Sure. Yeah, she knew about it, and it was like, all right, well, you got your flaws, I got my flaws. Let's see if our flaws mix. Got and it. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> but you know, yeah. that that was just you know part of the mixture. Sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, no, she 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 took it in stride. Okay. Okay. She's a good lady. Well, and one of the things that uh, I uh, failed to share when with the introduction is that. Uh, the type of cancer that you have is basically considered chronic, that there isn't a real cure yes. for that. So you're you're living yes. with, and I think it's important to kind of talk about this because obviously uh, anyone that hears the word cancer automatically wants to think about, well, what do, what do we do for this to go away yeah. and to get what rid of it? What can be done? Right, right. Let's get rid of it. Right. Let's throw it in the trash and never think of it again. Correct. Let's talk a little bit about the mental uh, emotional uh, uh, me- mechanism that it re- that is required for you to do to deal with that on a daily basis, knowing that in theory and principle, this is something that you you'll have to deal with the rest of your life. All right. Well, reeling back to the first day that I was diagnosed, within twenty four hours, maybe even less, they came back and told me what it was. They dropped, you know, the second opinion on me and said, yeah, you got cancer. Right. Um, But the university that I was affiliated with that was seeing me, um, they were actually like really, really good about it. Okay, good. And they were diligent and they looked into it and figured out that it was something that was very rare. You know, it's something that, like, okay, for me, I was um, I was almost 40. And they said it normally doesn't happen until, you know, you're well into your late 60s. Okay. How has it been mentally and emotionally dealing with the fact that you have a cancer that is considered chronic that doesn't have a cure for it? After they told me that what had happened that night, when they told me in the middle of the night what it was, um, it was that I'm going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. Okay. That was the bad news. Um, but the good news is the rest of my life can last a really long time. Okay. Okay. As long as I, you know, make maintain, you know, a healthy lifestyle and, you know, take my oral chemo meds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that, that to me was the first sign of hope. Okay. Like the, the whole thing that I have ever lived with, like all my life was okay. If something happens, like you said, you go through, you battle it, you kick its butt, you know, you knock it down and you keep on moving. Right. But in this situation, it was real and real and realer. That was the point where I made the choice. I was like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think I made that decision before they told me what it was. Okay. Like when they said it was cancer, that's when the point was where I said, all right. And and what I love about what, what I heard you say there, Ed, and I think it's it's super important, and there's probably someone that will be listening to this that, 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 that this will be helpful for is – uh, that stood out to me is that you said you had to make a decision. You made a choice. You know, you made a choice to say, okay, here's the bad news 
And then here's the good news, and here's what I'm going to choose to do. That in yeah. the, because it it you didn't take a victim's mentality. You didn't take a oh woe is me. You said, listen, how can we take this and then and make it work? What has this experience taught you? It's taught me a lot. My whole life changed. So yeah, it's kind of hard to like compartmentalize that into a podcast, but. For real, um, it opened my eyes okay. to what's important, which I already thought that I knew what it was, mm-hmm. but I made, I paid more attention okay. to what's important. Um, I started thinking about, you know, everything that was little beans before now was like, oh, better take care of that. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like when I was diagnosed, like something came out of nowhere, out of the universe Hmm. when I needed it the most. Wow. Like there was this group of people that I had grown up with in a way we were doing our thing 20 years before. We were doing something very positive back then. Like there was this whole movement. And when they came back into my life, happened within about a week of me being diagnosed. And all of a sudden, it was this whole group of people. All of a sudden, like these anniversaries started popping up. I decided to say yes to the universe and just be like, all right. Let me go. Okay. Let let me go check it out. Let me go see what it is. And I went and it was the same love. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I like came across all of these people because we were all invited, you know, by the person who started this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like we all came together again. And all of a sudden I went from being like a homebody. Yeah to almost like an extrovert like almost overnight because there was all the emotions of everything i was going through and then there was the emotions of everybody coming back together that was like a class reunion that i actually wanted to go to (laughs) okay yeah yeah like like getting back and all of a sudden at the exact same moment that all these people came back into my life how was that not just perfect? Yeah. And that was exactly what I needed. And it set me on a course for the last eight years um, that have actually like healed me in so many ways. Yeah. Cause what, and what I hear with that and I, I find it astonishing as well is that, but it's a, a general principle. And a, one of my mentors used to say this to me all the time. And I think it, this can be applied to this. Uh, in its own unique way is that when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Or, you know, in other words, whatever you need when you need it, when, uh, when, when the scenario show, when the scenario like presents itself, Lynn, yeah, okay. it, yeah, it'll, <laughs> okay. that, that the universe, uh, the powers to be will open itself up to you and provide to you what you need at that time. And that's what I'm hearing. That's exactly what I believe. Okay. And so I, well, it's a beautiful sentiment, no question about it. And, and one that, 
I think can speak to and resonate with a lot of people uh, who may be on this journey at the end of the day to be encouraged that that which you need at the time that you need it will show up when you need it. And that's that's where you have been. Having said that, what continues to keep you hopeful at this point in the midst of everything that you've experienced, my friend? What really keeps me riding is my rider. My wife, who I met and has been here for it all, understands it all. She's dope. She definitely holds me down. Okay. But the, like, the, the one thing that I think is very important is that what comes from inside ourselves. And the one thing I've always told people, like friends, good friends, ever since back in the days of junior high school, was no matter how depressed you are, no matter like no matter how bad things are, somebody's gonna do something. Somebody's gonna do something silly. Somebody's gonna do something stupid. Somebody's gonna do something just ridiculous. Maybe slip on a banana. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. But something's gonna make you laugh. Uh, yeah. And that, to me, is always something to look forward to. I've always lived by that, no matter what. Like, that's something that you just know is going to happen. <laughs> no matter how jacked up you are, uh-huh. you could be laid up, you know, and <laughs> you might see something on TV. You might see something somewhere. But you got that moment of laughter. Yeah. And that's always something to look forward to in the darkest of times. Well, my friend, let me say this. First of all, a huge shout out because I know this for a fact. There are no successful cancer survivors who walk this path alone, that there is a caregiver somewhere that is in their corner, as you said, uh, your ride or die, that are 10 toes down, standing with you deep every day. So we we sent a shout out to your wonderful wife and thank God for her as your caregiver. Uh, Hugs and kisses. And then also... um, uh, a wise man once said that laughter does does good like a medicine. And there is something to be said about finding humor and finding the ability to laugh in the midst of trials and circumstances. And you do that. And, and I, I'm grateful. I, I thank you so much for sticking around on the planet, for fighting the good fight and, and not giving in and not giving up. Despite- oh, I'm too stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, that you you continue with that 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 stubbornness and and stick around. Uh, you and and I want you to know you're going to in- inspire and help someone today that's going to hear you. We only have about three hundred thousand people that listen to us. So with that, well, I, I hope I hope at least somebody can actually hear that and just know that you got that in you. You got that power. You know, you just got to realize that. All right, you only got two choices. You know and really doesn't seem like a real hard decision you know i mean like (laughs) remember laughter i got you so and with that my friend uh i laugh with you i don't laugh at you and i don't laugh for you because again we are uh standing together believing that good things are happening to you today you have heard from Ed Easton, who is a chronic myeloid leukemia cancer patient, uh, incurable, has been diagnosed since 2015, uh, takes uh, daily oral chemotherapy, 
uh, also pain management as required. But more importantly, he has decided to uh, let the energy of the universe uh, feed his spirit and his soul. And uh, he finds laughter and humor as he works through the process and as he uh, leans on his caregiver, his precious wife. Today, we salute you, my friend. God bless you. Thank you for stopping by Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And uh, let's stay in touch with each other, okay? Hey, big up, Pastor. All right. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings, my friend. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. This national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope. Or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, most weeks on the podcast, we try to bring you the story of someone who they themselves are going through a cancer journey, and today is no exception, as we heard from our guest. Percy, what are some of your reflections on the conversation? Well, the unique dynamic to this conversation, and you're right, we're here to be inspirational, hopeful, uh, but we're also here to be balanced. And and the balance of a conversation, in some cases with cancer, is that uh, all cancers are not necessarily curable, right? And and sometimes people don't survive a battle of cancer. Well, we have a unique situation here with this story, and I don't think we've ever covered this narrative before, of someone who has a, a chronic incurable case of myeloid leukemia. Uh, and he was originally diagnosed in 2015, uh, but basically was told that he would have to live with this disease the rest of his life but that it it was not necessarily going to kill him. And so it's a unique kind of construct here of of uh, how do people manage that and 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 endure this process. And so uh one of the takeaways from this discussion Wayne was the fact that uh this gentleman basically said that he had to make a decision. He had two choices to make. Uh either he was going to fight the beast this beast or he was not. And when he was told that basically his therapeutic treatment was going to be only needing to take oral chemotherapy. He was actually almost relieved and Mm -hmm. said, oh, is that all that I have to do? He Mm -hmm. said, I can do that. That's doable for me. I can manage that. But he had to do that within a construct of understanding that he would still be having to manage uh, this this particular disease to the end of the days that, that he has on planet Earth. But the good news was that he said that he could live a really long time. And so he said the doctor told him, that you'll be living with this the rest of your life, but the rest of your life will last a really long time. So it's a very interesting construct of, 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 of a school of thought here. Yeah, thought. something a little different to wrap our mind around, isn't it? We normally talk with people that have a beginning and you know, very often an end uh, and very often a happy ending to their cancer journey. Here's someone that just keeps going. Exactly. So how do you motivate yourself? How do you encourage yourself with with that dynamic because it is unique you know in that regard and so uh, one of the things that he he shared with me is that you know as he had become an adult he had become more of an introvert 
uh, you know, life happens to us all and, and, and certainly did happen to him. He became a bit introverted. And at the time when he was originally diagnosed, and I think it's important to note that initially, you know, his doctors couldn't find and figure out what was wrong with him. He had gone to urgent care. Uh, he was told that, you know, that there basically was nothing really wrong with him. And then he, uh, but he said that he knew something was wrong. And so he went to urgent care and, and he was told that he needed to go to uh, a doctor immediately because that person thought that he had had cancer. So he felt panic and mm -hmm. frustration. Yeah, who would? Sure. So yeah, so he processed through all of that when when he heard that. But uh, the dynamic was that he said that at that time, uh, after experiencing some other things that took place with his initial diagnosis, that he said he felt like the universe had opened up to him is <laughs> the language that he used. And that some old acquaintances from his past, where life was, I guess, a little more carefree and fun and et cetera, that those individuals somehow came back into his life. And he said he needed that more than anything else hmm. because it got him out of this kind of introverted state where he began to kind of socialize again because he still has to go back and out to the real world, sure, right? He yeah. has this cancer, but he can't stay and be a hermit. He can't, you know, live behind a, a closed wall. And he said it helped him to get out and re-engage with old friends that really became super meaningful, and it energized him, and it empowered him, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of encouraging because it, it, it shows growth in a person, even during crisis, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think in this situation specifically— uh, and as the old adage goes that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will show up. In this particular case, uh, that growth, that development, that maturation, if you will, uh, for whatever reason that caused him to become more introverted, uh, you know, his there was a, uh, some familiar acquaintances that then reemerged back in his life. So, you know, the, the teacher, if you will, in that analogy showed up when the student was ready yeah. to re-emerge back into society and engage and and so on and so forth. And he said that it was uh, it was a very powerful uh, sign for him that that the universe had responded to him, that hmm. opened up to him and provided him that net, if you will, to kind of pull him out of that state. And so he began to engage and socialize, and it has been meaningful for him after being diagnosed at 40 years old uh, with this type of cancer. And so, um, you know, he was relieved that, that that again, he had learned that all he had to do was take some tablets. Uh, but he said it also opened his eyes, being a cancer patient, to what was important and that he needed to pay more attention to things, little small things that he kind of threw off and said it didn't matter picked those things back up and said they did matter and he needed to give some attention to that and that he's living a, a more meaningful life as he steps through this process today with having chronic uh, a chronic type of leukemia i'm sure this was intentional on your part but it fits right in with our resource doesn't it <laughs> stepping out of the shadows of cancer you you uh there's a method to your madness i see what you're there, doing yeah. <laughs> there is I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a mad scientist in the lab and you and you know when i wrote the uh this resource obviously i had not met this particular individual but i've known of enough scenarios for various different uh reasons that people have been overshadowed by by diagnosis of cancer and it overtook them. And in this particular case, uh, he was able to reverse that situation right. and really step out of the shadows of 
of you know depending on how how you take it you know being told that you're going to have uh, you you're going to have to live with a chronic case of cancer it's not the the world's best news that anybody wants to have but it allowed it jolted him you know it 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 did something to him and then he said the universe at that time then opened up to him and i thought that that was interesting to me uh you know he's not particularly uh religious you know there's more kind of a kind of a kind of a general spirituality to him and that's fine but in his terms and on his terms he felt like that was the universe or 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 god above opening up to him saying here's a lifeline to you that you can grab a hold of that will allow you to work through this challenge of of being told this and so he was reunited with this group of friends and rekindled a community uh, that helped him during this time uh, uh, to be more empowered. And I, I thought that was a very powerful thing. Well, if you've resonated with what you've heard today, why don't you go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download this resource, Stepping Out of the Shadows of Cancer. There is no charge. There's no obligation, of course. Uh, we just want you to have the access to it free of charge. Stepping Out of the Shadows of Cancer at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I think it's time for us to wrap up this week's edition, but there's always next week, and I look forward to our conversation then. Yeah, and so with that, I want to provide our, our spiritual nugget and close there, but two other additional points that I, I omitted, I okay. just want to throw in very okay. quickly, and it'll, it'll help us to transition for our next show when we, we get to it, is the fact that he also attributed the fact that his wife, who came along a little bit after his diagnosis, oh, yes, after, yes. after a failed relationship, that that that, that person basically when he was initially diagnosed, felt that they could not handle that and that that relationship fell apart, uh, then met a young lady. They eventually got married. And he said that she is one of the main reasons why he is still very motivated and encouraged today and that he reminds people or wants to remind people that they have the power within them to choose to fight this beast. Yeah. I thought that that was a very profound statement. Yeah, I'm glad you circled back on that. Thank you. So with that being said, we'll close the way we began. John 11 and 4 simply says this, and it speaks to this conversation. Uh, Though you have been told that you may have a an incurable chronic disease or type of cancer, uh, he was able to maintain a disposition that I think is epitomized by this statement here uh, from John 11 and 4, and that is this, that this sickness is not unto death. It may be chronic. It may be something that you may have to deal with the rest of your life, but it is not necessarily something that you have to mentally, emotionally, socially, or physically die from. And so therefore, there are ways to manage through that and fight that if you choose to do so. And he has done that. And so today we want to encourage everyone to be reminded that that we all have a choice to make and that uh, this sickness is not necessarily unto death and certainly not in this particular case. All right. That'll wrap it up for today. Percy, God bless. Thanks for all the work you do to bring these programs to us. Absolutely. And so while the universe is opening up to you, however that may happen and, and how you may define that, you still have to keep moving. You still have to keep going. And so there's work that we all have to do. So remember, please keep chopping the wood. Uh, God is not done with you yet. And we here at Health, Hope, and Inspiration certainly are not done with you yet. So we love you. Talk to you very soon. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope 
a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.